the Coffee and Bible Time podcast. For those that may be listening for the first time, our podcast is an offshoot from our main platform, YouTube. Our channel is called Coffee and Bible Time, where our goal is to help people delight in God's word. We also have a website and storefront with Bible studies, prayer journals, and more. I'm Mentor Mama, and today I have a special guest joining me, Amberly Neese, to discuss the topic of friendship. After a long year of separation, we long for connection, and I think most people would totally agree with that. Despite faster internet connections, better Wi-Fi spots, and more ways to stay connected than ever before, our lives are feeling less and less connected. We desire healthy friendships, but we feel less equipped to make them and foster them. According to a study from January 2020, before we were hoarding toilet paper or facing some of the political and social struggles that has marked this past year, 61% of Americans admitted to be lonely. Amber Lee's studies say that depression, divorce, anxiety, isolation, child abuse, and suicide all hit new highs this past year. And it's time for the body of Christ to reach out to help those who are struggling. In her new devotional, The Friendship Initiative, Amberly dives into the friendships and connections Jesus made to reveal 31 keys for building relationships, such as exercising grace, asking and answering questions, having compassion, exercising humility, being present, reaching out to those who are different, and more. But first, a word from our sponsor. We still have our coupon code available for you guys if you wanted to do online counseling um, with Christian counselors. It's all online. It's via Zoom. You can pick who you want your counselor to be. Very reputable. They all have counseling degrees. So this isn't like some random on the internet. And my mom kind of has a personal testimony to it. Yes. Yeah, so I actually have done some counseling sessions with Faithful Counseling. And what I really loved about it was that you can actually put in like different qualities that you're looking for in a counselor in specialties, male, female, if they have experience tackling different issues. And so I really loved that idea that I could go through and kind of pick the one I wanted. And then um, during this COVID season, it was really applicable anyway, since I couldn't leave my house for counseling, that I actually could just do it online. And you even have the opportunity to do a Zoom type call with them, or you can just do um, a phone call, whatever works best for you. And so it was just really great to have access to counseling when you, when you need it, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if you guys want 10% off your first month of doing this, you can go to getfaithful.com slash coffee and Bible time and you get 10% off your first month. And of course it is cheaper than traditional in-person counseling anyway. So overall, it's just a good deal. We really recommend it, but let's just get on to okay. the packet. Oh, One other thing, too, is that you have the option of with your counselor that they are Christian counselors. And so if you want, they will actually pray for you, which I thought was so cool. At the end of each of my counseling, she prayed for me and my issues. Oh, wow. 
Thanks for that. Amberly, welcome. And thank you so much for coming back again on our podcast. To- oh, it's great to be here, Mentor Mama. Thank you so much for having me. Yay. Well, I'm really excited because um, when I saw your devotional on friendship, I just had to, to dig in and open it up because I think it is just it's a hot topic. It's a real topic. It's something that we have compassion. We have heartache over. We have longing. And so um, when I saw your devotional, I am just thrilled that you've taken the time to dig into these and just to give hope and encouragement for people who need help in this area. And I don't think we need to be bashful or shameful or shy about it. Like it's hard, especially as we get older and we move different places and we, we, you know, we make friends and we lose friends and uh, it's just hard. So I am thanking you for your devotional and I was hoping that you could tell us what is your, what was your driving motivation for wanting to encourage people on this topic? So part of it was my own selfishness, which is we'd moved to a new place and I needed connection. And um, I wanted some practical. I am such a visual learner. I'm so thankful that Jesus came to earth for many reasons. I'm so glad he died on the cross. But I'd love that he lived 33 years so that we had something, we have an example to follow. Like I'm not a crafty person, but I can copy Right. So I'm not like that person that like, oh, I'm just going to make something. I, no, no, no. I know I have to see it <laughs> and then I can copy it. And so initially I just asked the Lord to give me some insight on how to make connections that would honor him. And these stories of Jesus making connections with others just kept coming up. And so I thought, obviously I'm struggling, but I also knew a ton of other people who are just on the struggle bus when it comes to making friendships. When we're young, we're all, you know, when we're in elementary school, we have this commonality of we have the same teacher, we're in the same grade, we're in the same class, we're, we're doing the same math homework. As it get, as we get older, it gets harder. When my kids were young, it was like, oh, the other moms whose kids also played soccer or who were in theater or whatever. But as I get older and those connections have dissipated, um, it's it's just hard to do it. And, um, and then you add COVID where people are, you know, I have a friend in my life, a godly woman who says, you know, I don't know if we'll ever go back to church, like on campus. It's just so great to, to connect via zoom. And I think, no, (laughs) no, zoom is fine. And zoom is a tool that we needed at that time, but real connection happens when you're eyeball to eyeball, you know, it, and you know, uh, and that's hard. And if we've gotten to a place where, yeah, zoom is real connection or social media is real connection. We've missed the connection boat. We've missed the connection boat. And so uh friendship initiative was written out of that. So it's literally 31 examples of how Jesus started a friendship, began a relationship with somebody in the Bible um, and how we can learn from it. Wonderful. Well, how do you think um, people can find things that they have in common? Like, um, why is it so hard to build friendships when we can find people that we share things in common with? Um, I think some of it is vulnerability is uncomfortable. You know, to put oneself out there, it feels vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I think some of it has to do with pride and I, I'm not, um, I'm not judging, I'm not judging McJudgerton anybody, but me, but, um, but I, I suffer from the same thing. My son kind of suffers from, they're doing a prom at his school. Their, their school doesn't normally do prom. It's Mm -hmm. a math and science school and they're very, but they're doing a prom. And I said to him, so are you inviting anybody to prom? And he says, no. And I said, well, why not? And he says, well, nobody's invited me. I'm like, okay, I get that, but you got to put yourself out there or you got to, and you know, uh, I know the cultural norm is dudes, but I'm just like, put, you know, is there a girl that you're interested in? Have you told her? Do you let, you know, like, are there ways? <laughs> and I can say that's so foolish to my son, but I do the same thing when it comes to friends. You know, there's part of me that just says, well, if I just stay grounded in the Lord and I do good things then then he'll bring friends. And that may be the case, but I also think that he gives us the opportunity to seek things out. So some of the the practical things that have helped me in this time actually got on Facebook and I found groups that do the things I like to do. I love to hike. So I actually found a Facebook group called Hiker Babes of Prescott, which is Arizona. And so I've been hiking with a ton of ladies that I would never have met otherwise. Wow. Yeah. So was it scary? You betcha. And the first like two times I felt like I was at a junior high dance with somebody pick me, but you know what? There, it was women from all over the socioeconomic and cultural, these cultural backgrounds. We just had hiking and where we live in common. How about, I'd like to talk about the differentiation between making connections like Jesus did with people you do have things in common with and with the wide variety of people, perhaps that you don't have things in common with. That's really good. And I, I am not idealistic enough to think that we're just, it's going to be bunny rabbits and happy faces with everybody that we come in contact with. God has given us different gifts and he's given us different passions to explore and he's given us different geography to live in. I, I don't, I, I think it's past I, idealistic and I think it just goes to foolishness. If we think that we're going to be besties and twinsies, Twinkie twins with yeah. everybody we come in contact with. I think he, he allows us the opportunity to learn from people who are different, but he also gives us things that we can um, have in common. So, um, a group of new acquaintances and I were talking, they all live in my city, but um, I was saying, man, it just seems like I'm not connected to the same people you guys are. You know, they'd say, oh, well, you know, the so-and-sos. And I'd say, I, I don't. And I'd say, but you know, the so-and-sos. And they'd say, I don't. So we started a thing called culinary connection. So all it is, is it's 25. So each of the five of us invited four other couples to play a part of it in it. And we five people host every month or every other month. And we tell them it's Chinese food this month. It's Mexican food next time. And they all just open their homes and it switches each time so that by the end of the year, we will have been with everybody in the, in the 25 couples. So is it logistic and is it a logistic nightmare? Yeah, a little bit, but (laughs) it has allowed us. And again, people who are very different than we are but it has allowed us the opportunity to be strengthened. There's nothing like community to bring us a, a realization of just how creative God is. But there are people, you know, a zillionaires and peasants all in the same group. And we just, you know, we just enjoy one another's company. And sometimes the conversations get uncomfortable, but 
that's okay. Um, part of the one another's in the New Testament don't say, you know, everybody has to get along. They're saying, in as much as it depends on you, um, live at peace with everyone. And sometimes peace is just recognizing, hey, you're different than I am. And that's okay. Yes. I'm really okay with that. And I can love you just like you are. And you can love me just like I am. And we do not have to do the same thing or run off into the sunset together. We can just live together in harmony. Yes. Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our In-Depth Bible Study Academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT Podcast, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. What about how Jesus had his very inner circle of friends, a limited number that he knew deeply and yes. that he had his broader disciples. Do you have anything to share on that? Oh, that's so good. I'm so glad you brought that up. So yes, we do have, uh, when our daughter was in junior high, um, she's probably not the only girl in history that struggled with other girls when she was in junior high, oh, <laughs> but I shared wisdom with her that my mom shared with me when I was in junior high, which is my mom would say, there are people who, what I'm going to call 10 friends, meaning the number 10, 10 friends are people that love you and care for you and make you better. They, they celebrate you. They root for you and you root for them. Those are 10 friends. Those are people who make you better. Your life is better because they're in it. Then you have seven friends. Seven friends are loads of fun. Um, but you're not going to tell them your deepest secrets because they are, uh, acquaintances plus, you know, they're, they're really fun to be with. You have a great time when you're together, but you don't share your deepest secrets. You don't, you don't share your struggles because they may or may not be safe. And they're frankly not close enough. Then you have five friends. Those are people like at school, you have stuff in common, but you're not, you know, that your hearts are not attached. You know, that you don't have this connection. And the important thing, and then you have three friends. Those are people who have proven themselves unsafe with your secrets or, you know, whatever. And my mom would say, Amberly, the mistake you make is that you give information that should only be for tens. You give them to fives because you want everyone to like you. The problem is they're not safe or equipped or close enough to you to make you better. 10 friends, I call it love and shove. Love you enough where you're at, but shove you enough um, to doing what, what's God's best for you. And, um, and I'm so thankful that I have love and shove friends in my life right now. And my daughter does too. And I'm, and I'm very thankful for that, but that's a hard, that's a hard lesson to learn. It's a hard lesson to teach. And it's a hard lesson to live because you can only discern those numbers. And I'm not saying that these are important. This is not how much God loves them or how important they are. But for me, Mm -hmm. um, those were good boundaries for me to kind of walk through. Jesus set those boundaries. He didn't make all the people that he gave food to uh, his best friends, his closest acquaintance. He didn't do that. 
Right. And so um, even within the disciples, there were some that, you know, John says, you know, the one that Jesus loved, Love. you know, the house of the beloved. So even within that, there were, there were some friends that were closer than others. And I think that's glorious. I think that there's a freedom in that and a, and a, a beauty in that and that, and it's okay. Yes. Awesome. Well, we've spent a year largely separated from the groups we were much a part of before, and it can be hard to acclimate interacting again. Why do you think it's just so important to reconnect? Hmm. Because we were not made to live alone. And I don't, those women who are single, those men who are single, they're saying like, what are you saying, lady? I'm saying there's no way to live out the gospel alone. If the great commission is go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them everything I've taught you, we can't do that in isolation. Mm -hmm. If it's love one another, love must be sincere. We can't we can't fulfill that in isolation. And so we are created for community. We were created in God's image and he is father, son, Holy spirit. And so um, even the character of God, we were, com- we were, we were created for that. And so even though we can be content, there are some people who are like, Oh, I'm good to be single. And I think that that's wonderful. Um, but it doesn't mean that it just, dis- you know, discounts you or disqualifies you from getting into community with others and learning and growing in that community. And so I think it's so important to reach out. And here's the other thing that I think is so interesting. We often think of generosity, like when we think of a poor person, the person with the sign on the side of the road, and we give our money. It is as generous or more so to look for those who are impoverished, like relationally, those that are struggling. If we were bold enough to have a sign that said, I need a friend. Uh. You know, that it is just as generous to say, hey, why don't you join us for whatever? Or why don't you come alongside? Or, hey, do you, I'd love to meet you for coffee. Um, I think it's just as generous and it's just as giving to the soul uh, of that person. Um, And I think that that's really living out the gospel when it comes to this time of disconnection. How would your book help the person who, let's say, is very introverted or shy or just, you know, is uncomfortable and has a hard time reaching out and making connections? Yeah, so I often, when I'm speaking on the road and people say, wow, but it's easy for you, you're an extrovert. I think extroverts have a different set of um, challenges when it comes to friends and introverts have a different set of challenges. So um, the first thing I'm going to say, this is going to sound like Sunday school answer, is get out and serve in an area you're passionate about. So I talked about the hikers, but uh, many of the introverts that I know have found wonderful community, like exploring the passions and the giftings that God has given them and finding connection in that. So a really good friend of mine who says she is meek, uh, and mild to my crazy and wild. Like we, that's our, that's our um, connection. But she found these great blessings in, she has a heart for the homeless. So she serves at the homeless shelter and guess where she has found some of her greatest cronies. Mm. She followed the heart of God and mm-hmm. serves those who are um, less fortunate. And in the meantime, she found these connections with people with the same passions. And that's been amazing heart connections for her. So I would say lean in to the serve. If you're having trouble and you're feeling like, I don't want to put myself out there, well, then 
do what God has called you to do full heartedly. And, um, and I, and I'm confident that he will answer your prayers for connection and give you the, the, the companions you're longing for really. Yes. That's beautiful. Take her up on that advice. If you're listening to this and I know even for me, cause I kind of contend to be more, um, and I, I don't want to confuse people with the introvert extrovert. Cause I'm actually an extrovert. I get a lot of fulfillment about being, I love being with people, but I'm still very shy. Like to reach out to somebody is hard for me. Mm-hmm. So, it's vulnerable. It is so vulnerable. Yeah, it really is. But um, exactly how you described is how I've made, made some of my closest friends that I have today is by being in this mom's Bible study group for years and um, just doing life together. So, all right. I wanted to just um, ask you about what are some of the most important things that we learn from Jesus about relationships? So as you were going through all of your learnings to make this friendship study, what would you say were some of the most important things? We um, some of the things that just bubble um, to the top in my head. One was the story of the adulterous woman. I love that story anyway. Um the adulterous woman. And, um, I always wondered if you remember the story, like the religious leaders bring this woman to Jesus and, and they're trying to trap him. So all she is really is a pawn mm-hmm. in their scheme. Um, and, uh, uh, and he, Jesus reaches down and writes something on the sand in the sand. And I'm always like, I wish I knew yes. what he wrote. I would love, like when I get to heaven, I want to say why mosquitoes, <laughs> Why this curly hair that you gave me? Please, please, Jesus, explain. And (laughs) what did you write in the sand? I want to know. I want to know. But as I was writing this, I thought, it's so interesting when you look at that block of scripture, at the beginning of that chapter, Jesus is teaching in the um, synagogue, and it says he sat to teach, which to me is is a posture of humility, to sit to teach, right? Now, it means you're comfortable, but also he's not standing over and preaching. He's sitting and teaching, which I think is a posture of humility. And then this woman is brought before him and he crouches down to write. Maybe it's not about what he wrote. Maybe it's just that he got on her level. He looked her in the eyes and said, maybe for the first time, because I'm guessing these guys weren't paying attention to looking her in the eyes. They were too busy, you know, um, parading her through the streets and humiliating her. And he looked at her and he saw her and that was huge. And yes, he said, go and sin no more. Yes. He, um, you know, but he also protected her and he looked her in the eyes Mm -hmm. and he got down on her level. Mm -hmm. And that to me was one of the most profound things. I thought, wow, that's, that's uh, something I need to remember. I need to remember to, it's not that I'm high and mighty. I'm certainly not likening myself to Jesus in this, but sometimes connections happen when we're willing to humble ourselves and just really look somebody in the eye and get on their level for sure. So I think that that's a huge one. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of others. Um, oh, I know the, the, um, the lepers, the 10 lepers that the story with, with which many of us are familiar, these 10 lepers and Jesus heals all 10. One comes back and says, thank you. Um, and I, I do like that story. It's a fun little um, Bible story, especially to teach to kids about thankfulness. But one of the things that I thought was, wait a second, in order 
you know, for Jesus to come in contact with those lepers, he had to leave the comfort of the city because lepers were actually uh, taken outside Mm -hmm. and they had a colony of their own outside of the city gates. So Jesus had to go out of his way. And, um, and I think for me that again, I'm a busy woman. And so it's really easy for me to say, you know, I'm just too busy to make other connections. And yet the savior of the world (laughs) was not too busy to go out of the comfort of his safety Mm -hmm. and, and, and connect with these lepers. Um, And for the record, these lepers were uh, probably filthy and um, disgusting and, you know, like all sorts of things and struggling. And so he didn't go out. He didn't leave the comfort to connect with people who are well-groomed and well-provided for. He he went and loved the disenfranchised. He went and loved the disconnected and um, and went out of his way to do it. And so it's not too much to ask me to speak kindly to the lady at the grocery store. It's not too much to ask me to call my women's ministry uh, director at church and say, hey, is there a woman, is there a young mom who could use a, a mentor mom to love? Um, you know, it's, it's not difficult. We may have to go out of our way, but Jesus did it and calls us to do likewise. Yes. Ah, thank you for those examples. And I want to encourage our listeners to check out your devotional as we wrap up here, Amberly, share a little bit about what's included in your devotional and where they can find it. Oh, um, thank you so much. So uh, the Friendship Initiative can be found at any any regular bookstore, like I'm saying regular, um, uh, but you can find it at any bookstore and order it there. You can go to your favorite online bookstore, uh, which is great. You can go on my website, amberlynice.com, and you can order it through there. But mostly... Um, it's so it's, I have found that it's um, most effective when you not only go through it yourself, but maybe ask a friend to go with it, go through it with you or buy an extra copy and um, take one to somebody who, again, may be out of your way, um, but needs the encouragement and go through it together. 31 days. So it is just a couple of minutes every day of a, uh, of a, of a story and a, uh, a thought to meditate on and some questions to ask yourself Um, And then in hopes that in 31 days, you will feel more equipped and more encouraged to love those around you well. Wonderful. Thanks, Amberly. I've so enjoyed spending this time with you. Thank you so much for being here. You are a blessing. Thank you for mentoring uh, so many and being a blessing. You are a good mentor mama for sure. Ah, thank you. And for all of you who are listening, thank you so much for joining us today on our podcast. You can learn more about us and our beautiful prayer journals that will help guide and document your prayer life at coffeeandbibletime.com. Have a blessed day.